what's up the Nerd Show. Yeah. Episode oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 2022. Uh, it doesn't feel like it. In fact, it feels like 2020, just kind of in some sort of Groundhog Day situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, still kicking, still kicking the tires. Is that, is that the right one? No, that's not the right. Rocks? Kicking the can? Yeah, no, no. No, not rocks. Which, no. Kick, kicking the can down the road. Uh, yeah. Um, should we do... Let's do a segment we haven't done in a little bit. Um, I figure since it's the it's a new year, uh, we could see where things are at with the collective unconscious yeah because this has gone so well for us in the past (laughs) it has i know i think the last time we actually did it i cut it completely (laughs) uh, and it did not make it to air um but let's see what the cards have in store for our um for this year maybe this would have been a good thing for the first episode of the new year but yeah well uh i didn't think (laughs) (laughs) so um you know, it's still the beginning of January. I think it counts. Um, and while I get a last shuffle in, I shuffled before we started recording, but I'll do another safety one. Um, do you get into any of the like resolutions or anything like that? Do you? Um, uh, I always have good intentions, but um, sure. they end up not lasting very long. I think I feel like most people yeah. that's that's the case. Right. Yeah. Nothing, nothing real specific this year, because like you said, it doesn't really feel any different Mm -hmm. than the past couple. So, yeah, yeah, I I do the same thing, like where I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll try to have a better mindset or something or like I'm going to have more like creative output, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of it's like, ah, it's another fucking year. Yeah. Instead, you're doing the same bits on this show that you were doing last year. So. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, hey, we have a new segment. We have a new segment coming up. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. We'll just do a simple three card spread here. We'll do a, a past, uh, present, future just to keep things simple. Because I think last time I did this, I did like a 12 card or some shit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> boy, did that eat up the clock. Um, okay, let's see what we got first. Uh, so this will be our past card. And we got the seven of cups. And wouldn't you believe it, I didn't pull up the meanings. So let me just do a quick. By the way, this is pretty appropriate for the film we're talking about today with past, present, and future. Yeah, exactly. See, see, the collective unconscious doesn't it doesn't lead you astray, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so seven of cups. Oops. Of cups. So upright is uh, searching for purpose, choices, daydreaming. Okay. Uh, seven of cups symbolizes imagination, choice, wishful thinking, illusion, and fantasy. The card shows a person with their back turned towards us, contemplating seven images that are creeping out of the cups, all of which are floating in the clouds. Uh, clouds are a representation of dreams, illusions, thoughts, and imaginations. There are numerous fantasies that are appearing from the cups, which are representative of the many visions that one sees while dreaming. The seven cups may imply that you have a number of options to choose from um upright seven of cups shows that you need to clearly see the shadows and visions in your imagination not only in your dreams but also in the real world careful of wishful thinking and alert of the choices that you make in one sense okay so the past was maybe a little too optimistic mm-hmm. uh, that that's what i'm getting here uh that's fair and i'd say that tracks yes yeah. it does it uh, does <laughs> 2021 we had some hopes um okay so let's see what's going on currently, our present. Um, we have an inverted Ace of Pentacles. Okay. And the inversions are never usually a good sign, right? Not in my experience. 
Ace of Pentacles, upright, opportunity, prosperity, new venture. Oh, okay. But that's the upright. Oh, that's the right. upright. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're taking okay. a turn here. Reversed is uh, missed chances, scarcity, deficiency, instability, stinginess, and bad investment. See, that's more like it. <laughs> uh, in this card, there is a single mysterious hand that comes out of the clouds. And the hand is what looks like a gold coin with a pentagram engraved on its surface. The pentacle is associated with the element of earth and seen as a sign of wealth in all things material and earthly. Below the hand is a garden which appears to be flourishing with flowers and other kinds of vegetation, giving off the aura of fertility, growth, and prosperity. Okay, so then uh, they're reversed. Though the Ace of Pentacles usually heralds an opportunity of some sort that would uh, read to great gains, to see it reversed can mean that this might be a poor investment requiring much more resources than you had initially reserved, or alternatively, you might be missing your chance. <laughs> when one gets a reversed Ace of Pentacles, it might mean they're about to face hard financial times, as well as a lot of elusive opportunities. At this time, you're being advised against taking large financial risks and to think all your choices through when you're given a deal. It might also be a good time for an individual to seek advice from others and avoid making rush decisions since the time isn't just right. It wouldn't be a good time for one to jump into a new job or business opportunity, especially if the main motivation for joining is to pursue prospects of higher financial gain. Okay. See, every time we do this, I end up questioning whether <laughs> I should, you know, continue on with the show. Uh, it might be a good time to back out. Now, this is an interesting card because, um, so yesterday, uh, I was, um, some, uh, you know, uh, Newegg, they do, uh, the like computer parts, uh, retailer. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, they do a thing for the graphics cards. Like it's basically a raffle for the opportunity to be able to even like buy graphics cards. Um, so I, I threw in for, um, a bunch of them. I was just like, ah, you know, let's see. Um, you need a graphics card? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't, uh, but um, I, I, we just got components from my uh, brother for uh, a, a computer for Christmas, mm -hmm. um, but uh, we, we didn't get him a graphics card. Instead, I got him a, a, a CPU that has a graphics chip on it so he could at least play like games at 1080p without it being like laptop quality, you know, sure. um, but, but he doesn't have a, a, a dedicated GPU. And so I threw in for some some uh, like 3060s and things like that. So, so like on the medium to lower end. Um, and I don't think I actually actually clicked on a 3070, but apparently I did. Uh, turns out I won the 3070 like you, thing. So you I was, won the right to purchase the, one. Yes. Uh, and so I had <laughs> I had this weird choice to make where uh, I had to decide whether I was going to spend a thousand dollars or not <laughs> just because I won this raffle to uh, purchase a hard to get graphics card. So is that like one of the highest end ones? It is. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same one. I have a 3070 in my computer. Ah, okay. Um, and the reason why it was that high is, well, one, the prices have gone up because I did definitely not spend that much on mine. Um, and two, uh, it was bundled with, uh, an SSD in order to like, you know, curb scalping. I thought you were going to say it's bundled with a computer for that price. No, no. Um, and so I had to think, I was like, well, he, he doesn't need that much. And like, I can't like that, that price would be way more than what we spent on the rest of his components put together. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and that, like, I, I just got him other things too for Christmas and everything. Like, but the that's, future proof so, so much fucking money. 
Right. No, he would be set for a while, but like that's so much fucking money. Yeah, it is. So 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 then I'm like, okay, well, can I flip it? Like, is that even worth it? And it's like, well, then that's like really shitty to him. It's like if I buy a graphics card and then I, it's not for him. <laughs> um, so then I'm like, do I flip it? And it's like, ah, like that model was going for just like a couple hundred, maybe more than the new egg price. And then I'm saddled with this SSD that I would also have to sell. It's like, that's a, that's still a thousand dollars that like is like just up in the air for me, you know, mm-hmm. only for like maybe it's just a tiny bit of profit maybe like a hundred bucks if i sell the ssd it's like no this is not worth it you know and also on top of that they didn't even give you free shipping they were charging twenty dollars shipping when you're spending a thousand dollars which i was like that 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 was what really did it for me i was like okay no, you know what no it's just the principle of it just yeah just the principle of it. that's like Come on. Because, like, I was already ordering shit from them. Like, I had just ordered shit from them for Christmas, and I got free shipping. And so it's like, you're really going to nickel and dime on GPU orders for, like, $1,000? Like, anyway. But, yeah, so I, I just think this is funny where it's like, yeah, be wary of bad investments. And uh, so... So no graphics card. No graphics card. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, So... Somebody else got the opportunity to uh, buy a 3070. You've doomed um, your brother to subpar gaming for the for the time being. Yeah, for right now. But then apparently they just they just Nvidia just announced 3050s. So uh, yeah. Well, that, is that sounds like a lower number, right? I'm not sure how these it is, work. It is. It is. So yeah. it'll be more affordable, so, right? Ideally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we we will see. Um, all right. So let's see uh, the future. So this is going to be what's going on this year. Um, the Ten of Swords. Okay. Uh, upright. Failure, collapse, and defeat. Okay. Okay. You can cool. stop there. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, another one of the most striking and ominous cards in the deck. The Ten of Swords shows a man lying flat on the ground with his face uh, facing the dirt. Okay. That's not written very well. He is covering uh, a, with a red cloth from the chest down to his legs. Ten long swords are stabbed into his back. He may not have seen his end coming. Uh, there's a terrible stillness in the air. The sky above him is black and cloudy, indicating the fear and negativity associated with death. Okay, this, all right, this sucks. Yeah, this, this is, that's a brutal one. This sucks, this sucks. I mean, I know this is all fun and games, but my goodness. <laughs> the Ten of Swords indicates a major disaster of some sort. It shows that a certain force of extreme magnitude has come to hit you in your life. One that you may have not foreseen. There's a sense of betrayal that is indicated here for the character is stabbed in the back. This seems to be a reminder that despite how much we try, we cannot control everything. There are things that are beyond our ability to change. Here, this situation is unavoidable. What a bummer. Okay, cool. Fun segment. I'm glad I I'm glad I decided to bring this one back. Cool. Uh that's 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 gonna that's gonna be our year. Yeah. Things are things are looking great. I don't I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, okay let's move on uh, yep yep that mm-hmm. uh all right we got a new segment <laughs> got a new segment uh i mean the, the one good those. thing is that you won't see it coming so you don't have to really anticipate no, right it. yeah exactly but um, that also means it could happen at any time <laughs> so good good it's not like i'm already a paranoid all right okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, new segment. We got a new segment here. Uh, right now, we're calling it No Fucking Thanks. Uh, we've talked about NFTs quite oh, a bit. Oh, I just got that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> NFT. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, we talked about NFTs a good bit. Uh, and this week there were uh, quite a few bits of NFT business that I saw. And so I figured why not just make it a whole segment. Uh, so this is no fucking thanks. Um, and I got a little thing. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> so this first one. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Home Improvement at all? The uh, tool man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I have the picture in my head of the person like creeping over the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so over, over, uh, I, I, I don't remember what um, triggered this, but uh, I got, I, I, was I drinking that day? I don't think I was. I got, I got, <laughs> I got very sleep deprived. And while my sister was here and she was playing 14, um, I was, I started talking to her about home improvement and cause I couldn't remember what the neighbor, that neighbor creeping over the thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, ca- I asked her, I was like, what was the, what was the neighbor's name from home improvement where I'm like, I'm like falling asleep. She's like, I, I don't know. I didn't watch home improvement. Turns out it was Tom um, Wilson. I, see, no, you know what? I didn't make that connection. Um, and then I just started saying like, and then I was like, well, what was the wife's name? I was like, was it Peggy? Was it? You know, I, I just kept trying to remember all these details about uh, home improvement. Um, and then I was like, I think there was something going on between with uh, Wilson and the wife. I think I think he was up to something. Was that like an actual with the wife. like plot line or was that sort of like uh, subtext, like implied? I think it was I think it was I think it was implied. Uh-huh. I think it was, uh, you know, um, maybe there's there's probably a lot of fanfic, you know. Do you uh, think so? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home Improvement fanfic of of Wilson and and the wife from Home Improvement, who was not Peggy, because I was thinking of uh, 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 isn't King of the Hill. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, King of the Hill. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, Richard Carn, <laughs> who. We're we're in the weeds now. We're in the home. By, by the way, like you, you were played, just thinking about the show. How long it had it been since you've seen it? Uh, probably twenty years. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Richard Card, who played everybody's uh, favorite lovable sidekick Al Borland on Home Improvements. <laughs> He tweeted on January second uh, uh, that there's he's he's got an exclusive Richard Karn NFT drop <laughs> coming soon. Well, you know, there's been a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of TV reboots, so I wonder uh-huh. if this is like foreshadowing of, of a return uh, to home improvement. You know, I don't know, but it's not it's not even like in character or anything. Oh, there were there were no there were no details. It it just literally says Richard Karn exclusive NFT drop, and it's just a photo of him. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then then two days later. He tweets, I've thought long and hard about NFTs and I've decided it's not something I need to do. And then prayer hands and heart emoji accompanied by a photo of him smiling. Now, do you think that his change of heart there was because of backlash against him or just a lack of response to it? (laughs) You know, I'm not sure. Um I assume there's there was some backlash. Maybe his kids talked to him. I don't know if he has kids. Mm-hmm. He seems like the kind of you know he's he's of that age. He's probably got kids or you know probably around our age. Uh, maybe they talked to him and were like, yeah, this is kind of lame. Um, but I just think it's very funny that he just like accompanies all his tweets with a photo of himself smiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it took him 48 hours. Uh, so yeah, so that was the Al Borland NFT. Um, 
Now, this is this is gonna be the big one. So, did you did you see this? Did you see the fart jar NFT? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Okay, all right. So, uh, this woman by the name of Stephanie Maddow, she was a contestant on uh the television show Ninety Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. I believe is that on um. I was gonna. I was gonna. It's not TNT. It's a TLC, right? I mean, I was gonna say like Home and Garden or something, but probably I think it's TLC. probably TLC. TLC. Yeah, that sounds that sounds more more uh, like it would yeah. fit there. Um, so, um, she after after she uh, was on TV, she got involved in um, making adult content, uh, and her adult content consisted of. Uh, selling jars of her own farts. Okay. So is this like an OnlyFans thing? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like she was actually selling the, the, the jars themselves. Um, and so she was on a, a, uh, <laughs> she was on a, a, a diet of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you have to say next, I'm not going to like. <laughs> She was uh, on a diet of beans, protein muffins, yogurt, and hard-boiled eggs. Um, and she said that, uh, quote, while I wait for those farts to develop, I like to read, um, according to a Day in the Life video on her Instagram from November. Um, and she sold the fart jars uh, plus fa- flower petal, f- excuse me, flower petals and a handwritten note for $1,000. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That was when they were on sale for 50% off. So I guess they were $2,000. Wait, but what, what kind of what kind of pre-fart literature is she reading? Uh, I don't believe we are privy. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. She likes to read. It's hoping for some recommendations. Um, yeah. Uh, and at that point, November, 97 people had purchased fart jars. Um, somehow somehow so, that's less than I thought it would be. I don't know well, why. Bear in mind, they were... From a thousand to two thousand dollars each. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's a bit pricey. Um, this Vice article goes into other. It's a Vice uh, article. <laughs> yes. Well, the other one was the New York Post, and I, I, you know, uh, they're pretty rough. Um, they they were only going into the um, her like the the her her um, let's say uh, health scare. Uh, but I needed I needed the NFT info, and Vice had me covered. Well, what was the um, health scare? So and did it have uh, anything to do with that diet? It in fact did. It in fact did because she uh, was <laughs> that diet is nothing but cholesterol. Sure, she was having eating nothing but eggs and beans um, for every meal. She she was literally doing the song. She was living out the beans song. You eat your beans for every meal and whatever the you know you know the thing. Um, yeah, that's definitely not how it goes, but I do know I do know it. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and so she started having chest pains and had to go to the hospital because she thought she was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so she uh, has now stopped selling the fart jars and has now pivoted to selling fart jars as NFTs. Interesting. So now the so now the fart jars are available as JPEGs on the blockchain. Now that really goes away from the purpose of the fart jar to begin with. Because well, how do you you know? Now hold on though. Okay. Now hold on. Okay. Because she says on the website these NFTs are just as beautiful, unique, and rare as my actual poots. But is it about the rarity or is it about the aroma? Uh, you can practically smell how delightful they are through the screen. Well, no, that's false advertising. I don't, I don't. Just use your imagination? No. I just, I feel like it's not about the rarity for, for the people uh, buying okay, them. Okay, well, here's this, here's this. 
Um, 100 tokens will be redeemable for a real fart jar, according to the site. Oh, so she still is making them then? Yeah, I guess not with the same um, regularity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because, like, you're, 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 like, you're going to fart. Like, she was actually just, like, forcing herself to fart. Sure. So I guess, you know, whenever she does fart, so, she just has so these are, to these are scramble for a jar. These are, these are more organic Yeah, yeah, farts. yeah. Okay. Yeah, these are non-GMO And I, I feel like that just makes them more valuable. I mean, they could be. Um... Now, my thing is like, uh, so if you're spending a thousand dollars on one of these jars, uh-huh. I mean, it, it's it's one time use, I would think. Right. Like as soon as you open that lid, I mean, you have, you have your moment and it's very it's fleeting. It's, it's a I mean, most highs are, you that's know, that's true. That's true. Uh, it's just a lot of money to spend on a very short, uh, <laughs> short amount of. Well, uh, that, well uh, you know, the JPEGs are only uh, 0.05 Ethereum each or at the time of this posting $200, but um, crypto is currently crashing. So uh, it's probably a lot less now. Um, So 100 of them can be exchanged for real fart jars. Uh, 70 of them can get you uh, used panties. 30 will get you used lingerie. Um, And 10 of them uh, I guess these are the super rare ones. Uh, you could be could be redeemed for jars that she has queefed in. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and all the NFTs get you access to a private Discord and a Zoom call. A private Discord meaning like just with her or with like fellow members of the community. So there's a public Discord that has three thousand members. Okay. Um, <laughs> Vice says refreshingly, it doesn't promise a future video game or metaverse like many NFT projects. Well, that's putting a nice spin on it. Okay. <laughs> Quote: The fart jar project has no roadmap. The website state the tokens have clear and obvious utility. If you have a rare redeemable trait, the token can be burned for real life collectibles, and the utility for the token will be access to the private Discord channel with reality TV star and internet sensation Stephanie Maddow. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is very interesting. I didn't know this. She's not the first to lay a fart on the blockchain. In March, Brooklyn-based film director Alex Ramirez Malice and four of his friends listed a year worth of their recorded farts as NFTs. Oh, so what does it sound? Was it sound? Hold on. There's a, um, there's a Musk definite. There's a, there's a Musk uh, joke to be made here, isn't there? Oh, sure. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Yes. So yes, these 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 gentlemen were um, selling the audio recordings of their farts. Okay, see that's a little bit more tangible to me because like it's not w- with the JPEGs like you know there is no visual aspect to this. It's air, you know, like yeah. it's air. Um, so I really don't see the appeal there. But like the audio, I can kind of get behind because that that makes more sense. Uh-huh. That allows you to use your imagination, I think, a, a bit more than the JPEGs do. Um. Even though I think Vice is giving her a lot of credit that for the fact that these are some of them are exchangeable for real perks, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, it is just farts. At the end of the day, it is it is just farts. <laughs> Uh, and they do they do note here. So um, a lot of cryptocurrencies and Ethereum in particular uh, have like a sub currency that you pay as transaction fees and that is usually referred to as gas <laughs> uh, okay. so there are a lot of layers here uh 
Yeah, that's fart jar NFT. Yeah, it's just I don't think it's the correct medium. Um, I, I, you know, I applaud the uh, the effort here. You know, trying to carve out a space for yourself in in this new landscape. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it quite quite fits. But who am I to say? Like, if you if you're into it, then you're into it. So it seems at least ninety seven people were into it. Again, actually, g- given the fact that Vice was reporting on this, that is a. a <laughs> <laughs> this got this got a lot of traction on Twitter the other I'm day. I'm sure it did, yeah. And the New York Post had a piece. Um yeah, there were f- a total of 5,000 potential NFTs. The public Discord has 3,000 members. Uh yeah. Um they they do they do draw a parallel to the gamer girl bathwater from a few years ago. Uh but I believe that was just being just straight up sold for, you know, real money. Mm-hmm. Like, uh but yeah, that's fart jar NFT. What do you do with the bathwater when you get it? I believe it was just the people that bought it just made videos of themselves, like either smelling it or drinking. Drinking it, it is what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. We got one more. I don't know how we top that. I know. I. I. I probably aired, but uh. So uh, notorious douchebag uh, hockey's Tom Wilson. Oh, don't tell me he's selling his farts. Uh, he's selling some shit. I'll tell you <laughs> okay. that. Uh, the other day he tweeted out, uh, can't wait to get my lion NFT and my own land in the metaverse. Thank you at apex predator NFT. If you want more, check out their discord link below. And then a JPEG of some of the most hideous looking clip art I've ever seen. Uh, so you think this is just like a, um, like a paid sponsorship from like a, a company trying to break through? Um, yes. Which, uh, why they would go to Tom Wilson, uh, well, maybe they didn't go to him first. Maybe he was like their 20th choice, but seems, seems, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, apart from, from Washington Capitals fans, who actually would want to purchase something associated with him? I don't really understand. Um, so I think it's very, very possible that Tom Wilson is a crypto bro. Yeah, I can see that. I think it is totally in the realm of possibility. Um, did you, did you click through? Did you see how, how fucking hideous this thing is? Yes. Uh, it, it, it looks like something somebody did in paint in about mm, 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Like the coloring is terrible. It just looks like really bad. He spent more time beating up Artemi Panarin than the person, uh, who made this spent working on it. Yes. Yes, because most likely uh, no person actually made it. They they made the template and then they just uh, actually that might be the best looking one of these. Holy fuck. <laughs> I went to their Twitter. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. They're fucking like why? They're all fucking ugly. All NFTs are ugly. I would rather buy a fart. I would rather buy a fart if I had to mm-hmm. than this. Um. Also, <sighs> Now we're 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 getting into a lot of uh, uh, fetish culture territory on uh, today's show, I believe. Um, is Tom Wilson a furry? Um, uh, I don't I don't see the connection. How could how could he be? If he's into this whole shebang, well, I I don't. Is he into it, he th- or is he, this just if, a way for him thinks, to do like a side hustle? Because I don't I don't actually believe that he really cares about this, right? Can't you see a world in which Tom Wilson thinks that this is bitching? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, okay, anything's possible, sure. Look at this tough lion. This is me. Uh-huh. You know? Mm-hmm. But he just doesn't, like, know the word for Sona. 
Does he, in the arena, does he ever gravitate towards the, any of the mascots? You know, I don't know. What is the Capitals mascot? Uh, I think it's a, it's it's fucking, a bird. It's that fucking chicken. It's that chicken, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't well, it like an eagle? Well, it looks more like a chicken, you know? Well, that would make oh, sense, yeah, cause, too. Because Nitsov have... has that stupid fucking dance, right? I kind of like it. <laughs> oh, no, he can go fucking fuck. I think it's a, as far as celebrations go, I think it's a pretty good one, but. Ugh. Well, then you have oven chicken. Oven chicken? Alex, oven, oh, yeah, oven sure, chicken. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just love a lot of the comments from Capitals fans that are like, no, no, bro, not you too. It's like, really? Like, you actually expected more <laughs> of Tom, from Tom Wilson. <laughs> like, really? Uh, it looks so bad. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, anybody that defends buying that shit, it's just like, because you can just buy good art. <laughs> you definitely could. I mean, at least like with the, with the, the fart jars, like that's, that's a niche, right? Like that's a, that's a, yeah. you know, that's a, a like thing if, that you can, you can understand even if you're not into it yourself. If that's your thing, you know, exactly. And she's providing a service, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be on the blockchain. And well, clearly really she, nothing needs she, to be. Uh, yeah. And clearly she, uh, you know, gassed herself out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so she had to scale it back. But <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like if that's your thing, that's your thing, you know? Yeah, but with this, it's like uh, just like garbage. Like I don't, yeah, I really don't know. Just commission an artist to make something that looks not like a turd. That's why I just, I find it hard to believe that it's it's not like ironic or, or anything. Like it's, I just don't get it. I know. Cause that's like, that's kind of what the bored apes like want it to want it to be. It's like, yeah, these apes don't give a fuck that they look like shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it, they just look like shit. Right. They just look like shit. <laughs> There, you're not like adding 15 layers of irony here. It just looks like shit. Oh my god. All right. Unfortunately, I don't think this will be the last of uh, no fucking thanks. Um, there are too many of these fucking scams. Um. So and- speaking of like, because we were talking at the at the top about time not really meaning anything anymore. When yeah. when did the big NFT boom happen? Was that was that 2021 or was that two years ago? It was it was 2021. It was last year. Oh man, that yeah. feels it feels like they've been around forever. I know, I know, right? Yeah, because 2020 was like when crypto started going mainstream mm-hmm. and then 2021 was like okay now how about these nfts because this is like crypto on roids and now we're trying to make metaverse a thing so yeah it's rough yep all right so you have a dating is dead again i do um it's a quick one uh, uh just a story that caught my eye this week okay uh it's from a cnn article um so you know dating is dead it's a segment that we kind of look at the uh unusual uh, sometimes silly aspects of, of online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, now this one is, is pretty, pretty brilliant, I think. So we have, um, a story here. Uh, the headline from CNN is, uh, this bachelor is advertising himself on billboards to find a wife. Um, okay. it's a 29 year old, uh, Muhammad Malik, uh, from London. He's using, uh, billboards in the city of, uh, Birmingham to advertise himself to potential suitors. Um, and the, <laughs> the billboard sign, it's a save me from an arranged marriage. Um, and it also it also has the URL to his okay. website, which is um, uh, findmalikawife.com. Now, uh, are, you, are you typing? I don't know. Are you, go- are you going there? Uh-huh. I, oh, it could be down because this, you know, this, uh, 
this article gained quite a bit of traction yesterday, so you might have been overwhelmed. Um, so there's a video when, when the... Oh, wait. Yeah, nope, so apparently nope, there's nope. a video well, there on his go. website. There we go. I typed it wrong. Um, so uh, as far as like the dating profile goes, it says he's uh, an entrepreneur, a foodie, and he's religious. Um, he's looking for someone who's working on her din, which is uh, an Islamic uh, way of life. Um, it has to do with like your personal code and, and, and your social code. Um, and then the one part that I didn't really get was uh, to be a uh, a good suitor, um, your banter has to be one hundred. Now, does that mean yeah. like you're just like you're 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 just like bantering nonstop all the time, or is that what, what does that mean? This is like some London. It's the banter. It's the banter. Right. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, so his reasoning for choosing this uh, this method. Um, he says that uh, he just hasn't found the right girl yet, and it's tough out there. And uh, he had to get a billboard uh, to get seen. So this yeah. is like a pretty, pretty genius way of bypassing the whole, you know, dating app thing because it, it's those can be tough. Those can be tough. And clearly, it's it's uh, it's worked to some degree. I mean, we haven't, we don't know the end result here yet. But like, you know, he's got news stories written about him. You know, he's. I'm assuming plenty of people are, he's are got seeing a Google this form when here, stuck in traffic. You can fill right? out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, my my thing though is like, so like, let's say the context that you're you're seeing this, right? So like, depending on on where in the city this is, like, you could be like in some serious traffic, right? Like after a long day at work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're in the right mindset to be looking. Well, for I mean, you know, doesn't it hit you when you moment. least expect it? It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's a good photo. He's yeah. He's he's got some good photos on the website itself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. It it shows a, a level of of seriousness, right? Because you don't like when you're when you're on the app, you don't know to what degree people are, are no. really. He's paid, paid for, for the domain. <laughs> he he set up the Squarespace. It seems like yeah, pretty he's prime location in. too. Like it's he not paid for the billboard. Board. He's all in. Yeah, you think you think like UK? They probably don't have a lot of mm-hmm. billboard real estate compared to like over here. You know, how much would it cost? You think um, for us to get a, a billboard for the show, just like somewhere hmm. in New Jersey? <laughs> I don't know. And do we do we pull like a switcheroo? Where we we frame it as like a like some like somebody looking f- uh, for for a date, right? And we we make a URL, but then once you go there, you get redirected to the dead end roadshow. Or is that like borderline catfishing? Is that is that not a good idea? Um, I think that that's probably catfishing, but something something like mm-hmm. where it, like it's something that we mention in the show, so it's not like false advertising. You know what I mean? So like fart jars. Well, I don't think we would mention know? them on the pool. We're not board. doing anything with fart jars, but we we mention the fart jars. Something yeah. Like, so, because as we as we saw, like we want we we would want if we're spending money, we would want more than ninety seven people to be interested. But but something that gets your attention the way a fart jar does, yeah. That you know, the fart jar thing is reminding me when I was a kid. I don't know if I, if I like where this is going either. <laughs> when I was a kid, I created uh, uh, fart grenades. Uh huh. <laughs> Because I came up with I I was uh, I was very into um, science as a kid. Yeah, I remember you used and, to carry around um, a periodic I, table to like summer camp, yeah, which I don't yeah. know how that didn't yeah, a, result in more bullying than it than it did. But it should have. It should have. <laughs> like I don't condone bullying in any circumstance. But you were you were no kind no of it should have. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would I would do a lot of experiments. And so maybe this is something you've noticed in your life. Maybe you haven't, but um, like in the shower, you know, <laughs> if you, like when you fart. It's it's more pungent, um, right? Well, you know, I, you know? I've, I've told you about this. My sense of smell is 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 very weak. Okay, um, I'm not the person to well, ask here. <laughs> all right, well, you're gonna have to go down this road ex- alone. I'm afraid. In my in my in my like eight year old experience, I found that why to be is the that? Case. Do you think, like, Mr. Science Man? So so my thinking was that the the gas the gaseous form of the fart would become saturated by the mm-hmm. liquid and this would make the odor stronger. So I conducted experiments into the creation of the fart grenade. See, this is like this and is like only child behavior. I would expect this from from myself as a kid, but you had siblings. Who like, was I, I gonna use the here. fart grenades on? That's a good point. <laughs> So, uh, I would fart into, uh, little disposable plastic water bottles, like, I don't know, eight ounce or whatever the hell size. Um, and then I would fart into ones that still had like tiny little bits of water. Like just, I'm just talking just drops of water still in them. And the ones that had the drops of water smelled this is remarkable Stronger. to me. For one, this the story itself is remarkable. I've never heard this. I would not have expected it. And then on top of that, the fact that you are sharing this uh-huh. right now. Well, if, if I did this like yesterday, I wouldn't be, uh, you sure. know, I was a kid. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I experimented with was freezing them. To see if it, they would now, retain did you, the. Did you uh, do the proper scientific method and use like control variables and stuff like did you make sure that what you were eating was the same that all, all everything lined up correctly so these that were, you knew exactly these were, what these was were causing. farts on the same okay. day well i mean you know even yeah, if it's these the same were, day these it depends not. it depends you know what meal you've had yeah no these were not these were not um you know the length between farts was not uh, when did this show regress into like potty humor i don't <laughs> um i don't know i don't know um, but yeah, I, uh, th- that reminded me of, of uh, <laughs> memory. well, you know, um, it sounds like this person from 90 day fiance has found her sort of niche, right? So if you're looking for a side hustle, uh-huh. I don't know if I want to, uh, interface with the, the people that are purchasing farts online. I don't know if that's, if that's what I want to do. <laughs> But now I do remember taking the the plastic <laughs> bottles out of the freezer and then just loosening the cap and right. tossing them at my sister. <laughs> I wonder if she remembers that. I'll have to ask later. No, that would probably be a, a repressed memory. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, all right. Best of luck to uh, what was it, uh, Stephanie? Best of luck to uh, Muhammad. Uh, Did she get married? Uh, I don't know. I guess for ninety days, maybe. Right? Or I'm no, it's not ninety sure, days. I don't, um, I don't know how that. I'm pretty works. sure it's I don't like know. you. Actually, I don't know whether whether you. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. Um. Anyway, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Normally, a show like that, you like you get the premise immediately, and I, I honestly don't. I don't. 
I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like, are you engaged um, for 90 days before you get married? Or do you do you date each other for 90 right, days or, and there's like right, a deadline? I, I don't know. It's so Princess Diana. Oh, no. <laughs> we might have to find a better transition. I, 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 um, I'm going to step away for a second. And then we'll be right back. And then we're going to get into... One of the best films of, of 2021. <laughs> this is going to be the transition. I'm just going to sit here laughing. So yeah, Princess Diana. Um, we're talking Spencer. We're talking about uh, Pablo Lorraine Spencer, starring Kristen Stewart. Um, I I mentioned it last week. I hadn't you know hadn't seen it when I was um, just you know talking about what we were going to be watching this week. Um, and I build it as sort of like a ghost story, which I think kind of fits, but it definitely wasn't what I um, expected it to be. Just based on like a couple things I heard about it. Um, mm. But yeah, so uh, this this movie, um, very psychological portrait of uh, Princess Diana across a three-day span from Christmas Eve to Boxing Day in, I'm assuming sometime in like the I don't know, late 80s or early 90s. So yeah. what did you, what'd you think of this? Because uh, this was definitely one of my most anticipated uh, movies of of. 2021 um and i uh, thought it was incredible i, I what, have what a think? hard time well mm, this this is a tricky okay. one for me because uh apparently i know knew a lot less about princess diana than i thought i knew and uh i i admittedly didn't know a whole lot yeah i'm in the same um, boat there so for me it was sort of hard to maybe follow who the extraneous royals were and all that business but did they to, really to matter the extent that, that uh like her reactions to them and the way that she responds to them well you um, have you have the queen which is quite obvious um you have her walking corpse of a husband which is is pretty apparent too well, I'm, I'm, i mean apart from but then i'm like two, trying to think really... of like the 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 their real world because like is he the one that just like bit it recently um See? Yeah, yeah no i don't so I don't like know. um and then the woman that was staring at her after the mass that was like, i believe the woman okay. that her husband so, yeah was so like i i had to i had to do a lot of wikipedia after i watched uh -huh. the movie um so that was like I didn't know that they were they got divorced, uh. Like I just thought that she died, you know. Right. So yeah. so like uh I I don't give a shit about royal family, you know, aristocracy, blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I I I think it's uh actually like really nauseating. Well, then this is the film for you. <sighs> Not really, because no, okay, it, it portrays diana to be you know um like the this victim of whatever she's like ostracized from this the mm -hmm. royal family and all this business but then you you look and it's like well she was born into british nobility like th that was her whole life anyway like mm -hmm. I, I i i find it hard to sympathize oh with well that. then then i guess um, that poses a problem yes and i like everybody <laughs> 
everybody hates visiting their family at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a very um when it, when you think of it that way, it's a very relatable film. Like and but and in that sense, it just makes it seem like she's uh whining more so than no no because it's elevated everything's elevated like it's relatable when with that context like your christmas and you're spending time with people that you really don't care to be with but it's everything's elevated because of the context and also she's not just visiting like this is her life at that moment um you know it's different from like going and traveling to see some extended family members that you haven't you only see like once a year yeah I don't know. I just I just had a very hard time caring, which is sort of the crux of it. Like the like the like like the whole thing hinges on you giving a shit about Princess Diana. Absolutely. Um, and I think even even for someone with limited knowledge of like her, just like knowing the basics, just knowing like how she was publicly perceived and like her reputation and, and also like the stuff that she went through publicly um, with like press and, and all that. Um, I feel like this movie was still deeply like empathetic and quite moving and, and powerful. Um, and I thought the, like Kristen Stewart was just like, just, just unbelievable. Like it was, it's, it's one of the best performances. Oh, she I've, disappeared I've into it time. completely. Complete transformation. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that part was surreal because there would then be some certain angles where then I guess it would maybe be like the light or something where it's like, oh, right. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very. It's it's always it's always really fascinating when a when an actor that you know so well from other things is able to to pull something like that mm-hmm. off. Um, but yeah, I, I found this to be uh, really great. Um, like the screenplay was was just full of like so much, um, so many like subtle, subtle and some not so subtle, but still worked very well. Metaphors like the whole um, pearl necklace was was pretty brilliant. I thought um, like the way that you navigate the house and, and the way it explores like class and like the contrast between like the royal family and, and maybe like the people like the chefs and 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 the organizers and and where Diana fits within all of them and um and then the psychological portrait is just so um so well done like you just it just gives like so much empathy towards her and her whole uh, struggle and it really like pays off, I think, with the the final the final scenes, even if, you know, they are fictional. Um, it really earned that that type of ending. Um, I was just like really just I kind of loved every every minute of this movie. I thought it was great. The Anne Boleyn stuff was too heavy handed for me. Um, I mean, it could have been, but it also wasn't like overpowering. Like it was always there on her mind because she's reading that novel. Right. So it's like, to me, it felt, it felt like just enough. Like it was, a, it was a nice, um, a nice connection to make, but it wasn't, it wasn't mm. overdone. Cause like, you know, if you're reading something, it's on your mind. You know, if you're, if you're reading it before bed, it's, it's on your mind with, with things that are maybe going on in your life. Um, so like in that, in that sense, it, 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 it worked for me. I don't know. I, I just thought it would be, it, it was, it's one thing to draw the parallel, but to like keep going to that well over and over. I was at, like at a certain point, I was like, okay, yes, I got it. Right. Comparison. Yes. Um, it, it, it was, it, there were, there was enough, uh, what am I looking for? There were enough, uh, symbols at play that where it wasn't necessary to constantly beat you over the head with it. Yeah, I I mean, sure. 
Um, Because, yeah, there were a lot. There was a lot going on here. Uh, Like I said, with the pearl necklace, with the just just dress in general, um, Mm -hmm. the way that like you navigate the what you're supposed to wear throughout the different events of the holidays and how that like sort of interacts with how people view her and how she views what's going on around her and like her place within it and, and all that. Um, I don't know. I just felt like the, the Anne Boleyn stuff, it, it, it worked as far as like the whole concept of like everything from, cause they even said this outright in the, in the film. It's like everything from her past and, and present and future is all sort of colliding at once. And she's at like this, this breaking point where she needs to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I, I felt like that was effective. Um, I thought it was a really smart, smartly written film and obviously brilliantly directed too. like just like the way that you navigate, um, navigate this world through her and just like the way that the camera interacts with her and and her surroundings. It just it it spoke so much without really having to say anything, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, I was just super impressed with it. And then like I was going to make a joke about how this is like the most elaborate um, KFC (laughs) advertisement ever. (laughs) But like and, and like that, the ending like um was almost a little bit too on the nose uh, to work, but it did work. Like I, I, I thought it was such a terrific ending. Um, and I, 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 I'm assuming you don't really feel the same because you didn't have that connection with the character to begin with. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. You know, uh, I, I, um, it was just I immediately had to go like, all right, so yeah, I got to figure out who the hell Princess Diana actually was. Like I, I needed, I needed to like. Because it it felt like um, a a portrait. I was getting a portrait of a character yes. rather than this being a biography, which is fine. But then I was like, well, now I feel like I need some sort of I need any kind of backing material because like I felt like I was now like adrift. Um, Wait, but is that a good thing though? Because now this this film has no, got really. you interested in the real life person. No, no? okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure there were, I mean, I'm not about far, far from an expert, um, on, on Princess Diana or even any of the, like everything at play there, but like, I, I'm sure this, this took quite a few liberties, right? Like it, it had, it had a purpose on its mind and it sort of fulfilled that purpose, whether it was true to life or not. Um, but like, it does seem like it was, it was written with very much like a lot of empathy towards her, yeah. you know, like it was a lot, a lot of respect and, and sort of, um, empathy towards um, like what she yeah went, you're lucky i, I didn't watch important. this on like tuesday because then uh-huh. i would have scrapped the rest of the show and this would have just been princess diana conspiracy theories oh no um, yeah we did so <laughs> you're lucky i watched it last night like what are the well-known ones do you have any off the top of your head um i skimmed the wikipedia page um and there's there's in fact a movie uh, that was produced by the the who, who was the guy that was in the car with her the, uh, the, the like her her boyfriend. Um, so you're saying somebody an actor in this movie produced a different film about? No no oh, no, 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 no 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 no. Oh, okay, her, yeah, the no, real sure. one when she actually died. Um, well, anyway, his father like produced the movie okay. of like what he thought actually happened. Um, and like it, it and it was like not allowed to be released in the uk uh or the united states uh because they were afraid that it would like they'd get sued out of oblivion um and i'm very you know what i would be interested in and i don't know if this exists or not i mean i don't know if anybody's like gotten the chance to like ask but like for someone like harry her son to see Mm -hmm. this film 
like what he would think about that. Be very interested to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I considered that, but then I was like, then I don't give a, I don't give a shit. Okay. (laughs) This is like a fundamental problem for you now with this, with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, It's something that you really can't overcome. I was like, oh, I wonder. But then I was like, ah, does it matter? I, I don't, I don't, I don't care that much. I don't care. Well, that because much. Diana, as far as I understand it, is someone who carried herself much differently than anybody else in the royal family and was interested in different things. Um, and for me, like it, it seems like this movie, especially now, knowing what we know about um, Meghan Markle's whole experience, right? And the way that the whole like institution that is the royal family um, treated her and yeah. how she was able to get away from it, like that. They shouldn't exist. Right. Well, sure, of course, but they do though, and they have made major. Their only relevance now is people paying attention to them, like like literally, like at a fundamental level, they only exist as state figureheads, right? They're this vestigial Mm -hmm, limb mm -hmm. attached to the United Kingdom. Uh, So if you stop giving a shit, they can just they can go away. Like but see, the thing, the thing is, like, this movie, for me, is not about them at all. Like, I know. it doesn't require any sort of interest in that whole institution. It's it's about Diana and just, like, Diana alone, right? Yes, and she is also a product of that culture. Um, I suppose, like, I suppose, in a way that, like, anybody is a product of, of their surroundings. But I think there's a lot more to it. She she was born into nobility. She was a playmate of the royals. Like she was bred for it. So you you can't like it, it it's not this uh like the fascination with the royals is like a a uh like the vestiges of a a, a childhood, you know, fairy tale belief in uh princesses and and knights and uh shit like that. And I think that she is seen and maybe this is because of the way she acted or whatever. She was seen as um, this outsider and she was treated so terribly by them. But it's like she was also a stuck up little rich girl, too. OK, <laughs> like, Christ. Um. It's true. See, I was hoping. I, I, yeah, I mean, th- I'm I'm somebody who has very limited knowledge, so I I really can can't say too far beyond the she bounds of. She was born the film, to like so. an archduke or some shit. Whatever the fuck his title was, what was it? A viscount, even even more ridiculous, viscount? even more vic a viscount. Her father mm-hmm. was a viscount, John Spencer. That's that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, I see what you're saying. I, I do see what you're saying because there is sort of like a conflict there with the way the movie portrays her, um, especially when it comes to class, right? Like, because it, it is like she's breaking away um, and the, the name Spencer means something that is far different than who she was in the, in the royal family. It, but ultimately, it's I, not guess it, like, I guess it doesn't, right? You know, any any other like wife reclaiming their mm-hmm. maiden name. She's, she's reclaiming... Uh, yeah, I mean, her childhood home was literally a, a, across the fields. Yeah, and it was yes. it was a manor, also. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like it's not it's not you know it's it's almost like that Eric Andre. It's it's almost like did Margaret Thatcher have girl power? It's like it's like just about to be that. Um, no, because I I think I think what you're saying is true, but I think this the way this movie operates, it's it's relatable in a way that 
if you remove the context of like, well, yeah, I, of course, if you remove the I don't context, know how to explain it, but it's, it, it works on a very on an individual, like on a personal level. And I think it works so well that it it really kind of you can suspend your, I guess, some of you the knowledge, right? Because I mean, there is a conflict there, but I don't know. I mean, you can come up, you can be brought up a certain way and then still like transcend that and represent something different, right? Because she did, she did mean something different to a lot of the public. Like the public related to her in a way they didn't relate to pretty much anybody else, as far as I understand. I okay. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is two people talking about something they're not terribly <laughs> knowledgeable about. Because, um, like, what, she died when when we were three? Yes. <laughs> I, th- I think the performance was Great amazing. Though. Yeah. Um, and I think but but I think part of that is sort of what is uh, what bothers me is that um, like the, the movie is everything is orbiting Kristen Stewart's performance, right? Like she has like this incredible mm-hmm. gravity to it where everything is just sort of swirling around her. And so is that what what is what is that doing to I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I do think it works better because, as you said, like everybody or most people have that experience, especially in the holidays where you're somewhere you don't want to be with people you don't want to be with. Um, And I think on that level, the movie works incredibly well because it's like it's it's this like push and pull for her, this struggle um, that also extends to like for her in her case, like fame and public perception and this idea that she's like obviously there's a long history of like with with women in the public eye it's like uh being scrutinized uh for things that um people perceive that she's like it's like a mental health thing right where it's like oh she's she's crazy or or something like that but in fact it's the the circumstances that she's in like there's that scene towards the end of the movie with um Sally Hawkins character where uh she Sally Hawkins character makes this like uh confession to her and then says like yeah you don't need a doctor you just need somebody to mm-hmm. love you right and then you see um Diana smile for like one of the first times in the film and there's just like this this shift in the air around them and like the entire like her everything her whole mood has changed in that moment and it's such a contrast from what she was dealing with in the house like, I just thought that all worked so well. You know, it's like this big, like, uh, relief. It's like a, you know, like they're, 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 um, in a car, like near the beach or whatever. So they're completely removed from that situation, even if just temporarily. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, it's just like huge relief sets in for both yeah. the character and then for the person watching it too. And of course she comes back and she has this very, like very dramatic confrontation um, in that open field with the, the hunting, uh, the hunting sequence that's going on, which I thought was, was really great. Okay. Okay. Here's what I think I was getting at. So like the, the whole movie is focused on not, not only Diana, but on Kristen Stewart's performance and that everything else is like on the periphery where basically well, when you I mean, say not only the Diana, performance but Kristen Stewart's performance where, is Diana. Like, so what, what's there the is distinction there? not a scene or a moment that does not like feature her at all, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Maybe just the beginning before she's introduced, when the two, when the two uh, housekeepers are talking, you know. I think that's it. Um, like, the, 
every yes. every uh, performance aside from Kristen Stewart's is like basically as a way for them to like tee up these softballs that Kristen Stewart needs to whack out of the park. You know what I mean? So like it and and the the other characters like the, the performances are doing that and then the characters are also doing that for Diana and it feels really um self-indulgent in a way where like even well I don't I don't know if I agree that the characters are doing it for Diana I think the characters are trying to reel Diana into this whole organized uh, you know event or series of events that are supposed to have like the tradition of of what's going on at Christmas time I I disagree I disagree because it's her children well, what too What about her children? It's her children too. They're doing the same thing. They're indulging her. They're uh you know, it's 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 the policemen outside who catch mm-hmm. her in the middle of the night sneaking around. They don't they don't call it in. You know, it's like it's like all these little things. They they just kind of indulge her in whatever she's going to do. It's it's the the head butler guy who uh, just says, well, if she's going to go to her house, she's going to go to her house. You know, that's what she wants to do. You know, they like they, they just sort of. Like, let her kind of do whatever. Well, isn't that sort of the class distinction, too? Because she has that conversation with the chef when she goes down to the kitchen and you sort of get insight into how the people working at the uh, like manor or whatever castle, whatever you want to call it, how they view her um, and like the way they talk about her um, and how that's different from how they usually talk about the royals. And so there's like sort of this public, uh, you know, public perception of her and like the way that you know, the people, even like the people working there relate to her in a way and are almost like rooting for her. And I think that sort of probably mirrors stuff that's like true to real life at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Even the queen in the one scene where they talk to each other. Okay. The queen says that, Oh yeah, my girl didn't pick out this dress or whatever. I picked this one out, which is just affirming the same shit that Diana was doing. They're just, they're, they're allowing her to do kind of whatever she wants, but she feels like that she's so boxed in or whatever to this whole, you know, ordeal. You say they're allowing her, but who's, go, like, how are they going to, like, you, you see the, the tension and the mood when she walks in to, like, the dining room. Because, and you see because, the, the, because, because mm-hmm. we're centered around her. The camera does not, the camera does not move from her ever. She is but then always you also the have, frame. Like, the small ways that they sort of push back, like, when it comes to uh sewing up the curtains so that she can't open them or trying to um take away her um the person that helps her with her dresses like the one person that she really like can speak to like openly there they they send her off for a time so like there's well, these little like back anyway so it like it, it you know sure but there was still a time there where she struggled without her and then it was clear that she wasn't that wasn't actually doing anything for them so they brought her back and and hope that it would cuz like at that point she's like in the ba- like locked herself in the bathroom so i just to me it makes it harder to i guess sympathize with her whenever it feels like a lot is being done in service to her and this is like it feels reflected in the structure of the movie and she just sort of I, I don't know, like turns her nose up at it Interesting. when like even even her children and like even you said, even even like this this class difference. Um, 
like, I was like just the about chef to, makes her yeah, favorite thing or whatever, that. and she doesn't even mm-hmm. she doesn't even eat it, and then she like fucks off and doesn't even like really. Well, say yeah, she she did them. she did talk like, to the chef before just, she left. She was like that. Like, I I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to have that. It would have been wasted yeah, on me anyway. So like, it 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 was hard for me to. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just it's interesting to me because it's such it's a different reaction than I had to to the film. Um, but yeah, yeah, I see where you're. I but see but, where but, but my my other point is that like there, I feel like there is a, a degree of intentionality here because of the way that it's shot mm-hmm. and the way that the the script is written. Uh, the the total and complete focus on Diana and the way that like other characters set her up for these. They're almost like one liners um, and moments that she gets to have. I guess I didn't really um, view it that way in the moment. It just felt like a lot of the surrounding characters were trying to do their jobs and like navigate um, her like resistance to because she's resisting the the family and the tradition that goes along with that. But but it also means she's resisting these like the people that are trying to just do their jobs. Right. So it's like there's there's tension there. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do you you can't like she's she's still like royalty so you can't like confront her or you can't like disagree with her you can't like push back at her so what are you left to do there right so i thought that was interesting like the way they the characters had to like the the characters on the perimeter had to sort of navigate um they weren't at fault for what was going on whether they were just kind of caught in the crossfire essentially so yeah i don't know interesting interesting um i feel like i should watch uh what is it the either the third or like fourth season of the crown focuses on on diana yeah i don't know who plays her though mm. it's one of those shows where it's like oh, i should probably watch that and then i just you know sure. it's been years yeah i think my parents watched it they watch all the they're watching something now i don't even know what what country it's based in some kind of royalty mm-hmm. um they go for all that crap yeah, it's interesting because now that you you know you've you've made this point about how she was brought up in nobility, so there is definitely like a conflict of interest because this film feels like it's really rejecting that whole institution and it's using Diana as like the force behind that rejection, whereas like and also that she's like this um, this like figure that represents like I mean she calls it middle class, which I guess is is appropriate. Um, certainly she she she's meant to represent something different than royalty. Um, I think that's pretty clear. But I guess that that does kind of contradict with right because really that's know. like the main thing that I had to look up. I was like, oh, was it really the same case as like the the new one? What what whatever her name is? Uh, you mentioned her earlier. Uh, oh, Meghan Markle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where she? Yeah, she's really, like an American. She was like an American. Yeah, so actor, like where she really was like on the outside, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, Diana wasn't really. She but was maybe, well, maybe Diana represented that in the eyes of the public, which can sometimes be more be more could, powerful and, and effective than what's actually. I suppose true. that could have been the case, but um. That's at least from what I understand. But again, I'm I'm here on a podcast talking about <laughs> something that I have very limited background on. So I, I but like apologize. no, you have to take what the movie but gives you. You do. It's so. true. It's true. Yeah. Well, I think it's a very interesting character study, and I think Pablo Lorraine does a lot of fascinating. So, like he's never like you're never getting a, a traditional biopic from him. It's always 
there's always some other purpose on on his mind mm -hmm. and this is another example of that um yeah just a terrific filmmaker um like the direction was impeccable like so many smart like camera choices and, and like you were saying the way they navigate the whole like time like yeah. time and space essentially um but uh yeah and i'm also happy to have another like film that is centered around christmas time that is quite <laughs> quite uh it contrast with the spirit of the season where you have something that's pretty sad and melancholy and and, and dark so yeah. i'm always i'm always up for that we had two of it's that true. two of those this year with this and, and the green knight so yeah but anyway um so yeah, that was Spencer. Um, so for, for next week, <laughs> if you're going to allow me to keep doing mm -hmm, this, yeah. um, I thought we would check out the card counter okay. from, from Paul Sh uh, Schrader, um, who this is his follow-up to uh, First Reformed. But of oh. course he's had a very, oh yeah, I was going to say, there's <laughs> a, bit of a, a bit of a difference of opinion there too, a, a, a film that I really loved, but you felt kind of... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm in the extreme minority on that one. I know. Um, but yeah, so this one, this one's uh, starring Oscar Isaac. Um, I don't know too much about it. I've kind of, I've been like, okay, Paul Schrader, I'm down. You know, kind of avoided any anything, okay. but uh, it's on Sounds VOD good. now. So yeah, I guess we'll while we're in the movie realm, for, for this won't week. take up too much time. Uh, I I was trying to um catch up on the matrix tried to try to watch the new one um that was mm -hmm. uh harder than i thought it would be because uh so they they the i had seen the first matrix movie for the first time in 2020 i guess um because i think it was on netflix at the time um and i remember it was a big deal because everybody was like oh the netflix is or netflix the netflix netflix has uh the matrix um and so now i like had to find it and it was on hulu and i was like okay great so the, I would assume. Well, assumed maybe it, would it is, be, but I don't have that. Like the whole thing uh, would be on so, HBO so yeah. Sure. The second one, which I already forget what it was called. Re Reloaded. Reloaded. Okay. Yeah. Relo Reloaded was on Hulu, and I think the third one was also on Hulu. So I was like, okay, great. So I uh, watched that one uh, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, that was, that was, it was okay. Uh, I, I don't remember liking it as much as I liked the, the first one. Um, and it's kind of weird because it's basically, have, have, have you seen it? I have not seen a single matrix. Yeah. It's a blind spot for me. Oh, okay. Um, well, so, so the second and third are basically two halves. Uh, so like, so like it's a trilogy, even though it's really, um, mm -hmm. like a movie and like kind of one sequel split in half um which is weird because two and three are like two and a half hours long each uh, <laughs> oh wow each. that's a mini series <laughs> um yeah uh so i was like okay yeah you know the second one was okay all right and it's like and it, like it, it it like sort of has a hard not like a hard cliffhanger but it's like all right yeah to be to be concluded like gonna wrap this how shit much up. time was there in between um, do you know uh, two and three. Yeah, they came out the same year. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know that how far sense. apart, but um, yeah, same year. Um, because that was two thousand three, I believe. Um, and so then I went uh like a few days later to go watch the third one. Uh, and it wasn't on Hulu anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well that's annoying. So I was like, well, is it is it on anything else other than HBO? And I was like, ah, nope, nope, no, it is not. So I had to go grab that. Um. And I should not have. Oh no! <laughs> because it it like I was on my phone the entire time. Like it was, it was. <laughs> I could not. I could not pay attention to it. It was. Um. 
it felt like it wanted to be a different sci-fi movie than like a Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of a sudden now you're just like it was just battling a bunch of robots with a bunch of characters that you don't really know. And like it it concludes the story, but it's like, who gives a shit? Uh and it was mm-hmm. so long. Oh my god, was it long? Um it, it so it, it just a really weird series of films. So have you gotten uh, to the new one yet? No, Probably not give yet. it give it a <laughs> couple so, days like, at least, right? To get yeah. over that one before you truly uh because like I it's everybody seems to love this new one. So hopefully they've Really? I've heard a lot of mixed. Well, things. I mean I'm, when I say everybody, I mean like letterboxed and like film twi- film Twitter. So oh, I'm I'm okay. very limited. Like yeah. everybody to me is like those two communities. So I, could, I my my perception could be skewed when it comes to when it comes to that. Yeah. Um. Sure. But yeah, just a, a strange because because I part of me is thinking that like okay, well now this kind of makes sense. So this fourth one is sort of like the third one, like really because two and three are you know mm-hmm. two halves of a movie, even though they're fucking enormous. Um. And really, at least half of each could have been cut, um, especially half of the third one at the at the minimum of that movie. Holy fuck was that thing just full of a lot of nothing. Um, but like, so yeah, you have one like really good movie and then you have one that's OK and then one that's just a dumpster fire. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not a dumpster yeah, fire, worse, just like yeah. fucking boring, which is probably worse. Yeah. At least the dumpster fire, you can kind of look at it and see what's going on. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was me trying to get into the Matrix. I don't Are know. you? You're going to? to I see think the so. Movie. Yeah, I've heard some. Yeah, I've heard. I've things. heard like people have said it. It it has a lot to say about like sequels to like franchises and like returning to something. And it's like apparently very self aware, which I'm I'm interested to see how I've they tackle that, that sort of thing. I've heard that it addresses any potential criticism it can have <laughs> of itself. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very interesting. Um, I do want to now. Is it in my situation? Would it be possible? to just watch that first one and then well, I guess you can't really say because you haven't seen the new one yet but I'd probably have to see them all I have no idea mm-hmm. part, of, part of me thinks you probably could get away with it oh, yeah which I'd hate to do that but and read like I'm a someone who really struggles with summary. action movies in general like I you know Keanu is 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 tough for me because it's like I don't I, I struggle with trying out you know John Wick um and like well here's the like the um it's really cool to go back and like watch movies like action movies from whenever they were still doing practical shit um I think the fights starting in two uh start to drag a whole fuck of a lot like they're just way <laughs> too long um it's like this is just a lot of kung fu this is just a lot of karate chopping. Um, I'm talking like this is like a 10 minute plus fight. Like, come on, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, that's a problem for me, because like as soon as like there's an action sequence in a movie, my eyes kind of like glaze over and I, I lose focus because I don't really care ultimately. OK, well, that was me in the third one, uh, especially because it's just kind mm-hmm. of a lot of they, they crank up the CGI and it's just like a lot more robots and shit. Um, so I was like, okay, all right. Like I'm somebody who thinks that Marvel movies are at their best when it's characters like bantering in a room together. So I, I don't know. I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but like the first one, um, I think not only holds up, but is like just a good Mm -hmm. movie. Um, oh, I don't doubt the, I don't doubt the quality, but it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just not my, not my, um, genre, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, but it, it it is like such a difference to see like an action sequence now compared to one from 2001 whenever they were doing everything. Like you can actually see, oh, that's like an actual person yeah. that just did like, you know, a somersault, <laughs> you know, uh, just like basic shit like that. I say basic, you know, it takes a, a trained stunt person, you know, that probably had a high risk of hurting themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah wasn't there wasn't there like going back to like the 20s or whatever one of the first like actual like moving pictures there was a stunt where it involved like a moving train and a guy like the guy the actor like broke his neck and continued on with the scene and like that's the one that actually they went with in the film yeah i think it sounds that sounds familiar does it get more real than that yeah. um no no uh but yeah and, and like i said the second mm-hmm. one is okay you know i just think it's probably too long um so yeah so like if you wanted yeah, to if you yeah. wanted to see the new one i would say just at sure. least watch the first yeah. one and you should you should just watch the first one I'll, anyway i'll do that and then i'll report back next week since i said that now on on you know on air okay i'll hold myself yeah. to it because otherwise like it, it's one of those things where i'm, I'm sure i'll probably end up liking it <laughs> Once I actually for like I say force myself, but it's like once I actually sit down and yeah. watch it, I know I'll probably enjoy it just on the fact that it's probably a good movie. But it's like the fact it's like an action movie is what gets me to like hesitate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like I don't watch a lot of movies in general. You know this and I don't watch action movies. You know, I don't I don't gravitate to that either. But um, I could I could see the uh like when they're done right, I can see the yeah. um, the technicality on display and uh, appreciate it. Um, So, yeah, that's what I was up to. I think that might be a show. <laughs> it was a good thing I cut out my uh, weird number obsession. I will have to um, mm-hmm. see when I could do that some other time. I mean, you know, it's, it's I don't know what it has to do with apart from number stations. But speaking of numbers and stations, I don't know. Are you are you checking out Station Eleven at all? HBO series? No. What is that? Yeah, it's from um, it's from Patrick Somerville who worked on The Leftovers. And it's an adaptation of an Emily St. John Mandel novel, mm. who's this terrific uh, Canadian author. Um, and it's like, it's it's a post-pandemic, a post-apocalyptic series. Um, <laughs> really unfortunate timing because it started production like before COVID. So it's not like, it's not like one of those things where it's like a response to COVID. It was, it was planned beforehand. Um, but yeah, like every episode has like knocked me out. It's just been, it's been absolutely fantastic. It, it stars uh, Mackenzie Davis. Um, yeah, it's like the, it, it has a leftovers feel to it in a lot of ways, like the way it explores like its themes and like the sort of like just like the nature of like the worlds reminds me of the leftovers in a lot of ways but um but it's also very it's very distinct it's very much its own thing and uh, mm. it's, it's been like brilliant i've been like so into it it's it's been my favorite tv show that's that's come around in quite a long time yeah and it 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 um it centers on this well it it's actually doing a lot of things um because it's going back and forth in time and it's connecting characters that you don't know who they are at first and then things kind of like come into place but but for the most part it's centering around this uh this troop of um like performers that that go around the post apocalypse the post apocalypse and they uh perform Shakespeare exclusively so i mean i know you like shakespeare so that might be that might be oh. uh, of interest um they only perform shakespeare mhm yeah 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 but uh yeah it's it's terrific it's got a great cast it's extremely well written um yeah yeah it's great um it's it should be by the time this podcast comes out i think all the episodes will be available because they've been doing two a week so it's i think the season's almost over okay but uh but yeah i've been super impressed with that nice all right i think that's gonna do it for us 
thank you so much for listening, especially if you stick it out to the end. We really do appreciate it. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Denner Road. Check out the Facebook at facebook.com slash TV. Twitch.tv slash TV. I'll probably be streaming raids and the VODs will be up afterwards. If anybody cares to see what uh, the new 14 raids look like, you can do a YouTube search for Denner Road TV and send us anything at all. Uh, the email is video at denneroad.co um, and check out our, uh, we made a Spotify playlist from uh, 2021, some of our favorites from last year. Uh, the link is in the description. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, and also, as you just reminded me, that score mm-hmm. in Spencer was unreal. Yeah, it was good. No, 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 it was better than good. It was like, it was extraordinary. That was a terrific <laughs> score. Like, that added so much to the film. But we don't need to go yeah. back there. We don't need to. We, <laughs> we already spent enough time. Uh, and if you got a second, uh, if you can give us a rating on your podcast app of choice, if they allow you to do so. Um, I know some of you listen on Apple Podcasts because I can see you. Uh, so if you could do that for us, that would really help us out. It helps with discoverability and things like that. Um, all right. That was a show. You did a show. Uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Uh, take it easy. All right.